0: Now, in that title we've got the word taking up the baton. And of course that's related to a race, isn't it? It's been handed to us, hasn't it? And we are given the responsibility of taking up that story. In fact, we've got to tell it more than that, we've got to leave it and even play it. So taking up the baton, something we've been given. And from the primary points I'm trying to make, this is the talk really, once you've heard these first five minutes you can then relax. (laughs) But uh, this is it, we've got a responsibility to do something with it. And and I feel that very keenly at the um, mid-century point that I reached last October. This is the moment to take up the baton. For me, personally, it might be for you, and, um, and so we need to know what's on the baton very okay. good um, but everything that is taking out the baton is a race and ultimately we think of a race being highly competitive but I think the primary um, point about that metaphor is that race complete completed and the other thing in that title is We need to stir one another up. And in that in some translations, it doesn't say stir, it says provoke. So I'm going to be really provocative. I'm going to be a bit provocative today. To do what? So we need to stir one another up and here it is. To love. (laughs) So love is the priority. We can do some great things, but without that it's, pretty, it's empty, isn't it? And that's the an interesting thing, if you make love, I know a lot of people today, your central goal, the other things become secondary. So your career, you're 23, and you just come out of college, you're heading for glory with the I'm why not hit for glory with the NSO, But why not make love your primary goal and become a great hobbyist in the NSO? You're liberated. It's incredibly liberating. So for example, you might say, What did I achieve today? Oh, I built a cupboard. <laughs> but the children got in the way. Or I love my children, and I nearly got the cry. Another example. Although it took me 63 cents, I got the saraband down, but the producer was really annoying, and I had to pay a massive overtime. Or, I apologised many times that I couldn't pay. The producer forgave me, even though it took a lot of takes, and he gave twice as much of his time for the fees. Do you know what I mean? Now, I thought I'd just fill you in a bit of background about me, so if you can um, put it all in context. Uh, I have uh, been a in the predominantly the period instrument scene for 25 years. And um, my main um, point of fame is I've got seven children and I did that with an a lady called Rebecca so it's not just me <laughs> and uh, we've got seven children so I may look at you but it looks at you we did that in Suffolk <coughs> and uh, we've homeschooled the children up to about the age of 13, 14 and then the eldest is now 23 and he's doing medicine in Edinburgh I don't know how he managed to do that mm-hmm. and the young is four um, and I teach about two afternoon evenings a week So I've got of, about twenty people. so that's the lay of the land now, we're going to go now straight into the pushy stance <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to have a look at what's written on the baton We're hanging on. Whenever I've done anything with Nigel Switch, he doesn't seem to talk about do this, do that. He just talks about Jesus and it seems to have the biggest impact of anything is to talk about Jesus and look at him. Now I've been looking at the Gospel of John for about uh, two months now. And the primary purpose of John's Gospel seems to me is I am. He says I am about Jesus at least seven times. But you'll find that I am signs out in numerous places. For example, they're on the, the Sea of Canada storm. Jesus is in the boat. He walks on the water. Gets to the boat. They're terrified. He says, I am. The Greeks said, I am. They would be afraid. (coughs) They then take him into the boat. That pronouncement of I am is a a pronouncement of great security, it produces great security in them. And John says, the I am, the word, dwelt amongst. Tabernacles. Tabernacles with us. Modern translation, Jesus moved into the neighbourhood. When he said tabernacle, Jesus later on says, I am the temple. Really, in effect, he's saying that, um, you see this temple. But actually, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it up in three days. The temple being his body. And we have to ask, has he moved into the neighbourhood of our lives as Christians who happen to be musicians? Now, on this sheet you've got there, um, there's seven souls. And they are the seven I ams. He could have said, I am the water of life. He almost does. If you look at those, just see now if you could jot down what you think they are. I've given you a mnemonic there called Blogger's Wave. Just to see what I've been called. And it will actually just remind you of what the seven are. if you want to just spend a minute seeing if you can do that. Do you understand what we're trying to do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, whole school. Is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> if you look up, for example, B, I am the. So you put credit there. In that mnemonic blogger's way, if you look at the vowels, you see. They're in the secrets that they come in the gospel. Oh. We're going we to, to, huh? we to look at those words a together in the Are we to You're not asking One a good something, of that? <laughs> that's, <laughs> the energy. that's the other That's my. No, no, no. That's not the other sheep I've got the other I we to make. the sort of central proposition that John makes is Jesus is divine, isn't it? Jesus is God. <laughs> <Again there. laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Just a <laughs> well, what probably move on now. We haven't got more dope. We're doing together a bit later. The point of it is to look at the baton and remind ourselves of these types. is dominated by an atheistic view so that's intimidating the main obstacle for me has been and maybe for you is the And I felt for a lot of my life quite intimidated. But I'm standing up straight, as so you can see now, you see, but oh, I had enough of that. And, uh, and maybe you had enough of it too. And also, as you get older, you begin to realize that you have actually stumbled on the truth. And you're more and more persuaded that Jesus is the truth. I'm sure you are. And that He is the solution, as Solzhenitsyn would say, after all He went through in Russia, Jesus Christ. The solution is the only way that mankind is going to be healed. Now, if, if you're anything like me, you have a inner dialogue going on inside your head. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Often you have this voice, a rather nagging voice, that says you can't. How dare you do that? Now the Bible recognises this existential reality about fear. Because you'll find the most frequent command in right? the well, as we know is what? Do not fear. Do, not fear. Do you want to know how many times it's come? I didn't know look it up. 365. 365. 365. For example, in Psalm 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. I shall not fear. There are lots of places, aren't there? Psalm mm-hmm. 46. I won't go on for this long on this because we all know this stuff. I don't know you, so I know that. Um, that's my way. Um, now the source of anxiety, the source of anxiety, I think you can get good because I'm relaxing now. Now the source of anxiety, think about that. Why do we feel anxious? And I expect many people are. I mean, Nick was just saying to me this then, February or whenever it is, some, some of you may get a letter to the because saying, I'm sorry, the job in the music service is over. Um, so, and I think a lot of people have been aren't something, and we can be prone to that. I don't, I don't want to cheat you, that I am not. I am prone to anxiety. Um, the reason we're prone to anxiety is we live in an abnormal world. This is not what it was supposed to be. That's what really struck me one day when you think about it. This around us is abnormal in and uh, when, you us, when my mum died, it really struck me that normal, that somebody should die. I mean, so this isn't normal. And most philosophical positions come from the viewpoint that this is normal. but believe this is not normal. And uh, that's because of the fall, there are separations, aren't there? Now shapeless good at this. There are separations that happen, they're not even split at the fall. The first one is the one that most evangelicals focus on God and man and of course that underlies all of the splits and the separations but This is helpful I think because once you realize I feel anxious the, this, this is the reason because the separations that also happen was man is split within himself that is, that is a disaster we a split inside our souls um, so for example, we can deceive ourselves. Have you ever lied to yourself? It's strange, isn't it? Anything you, you, you could lie to yourself. Well, that is the result of the fall. that you pretend, no, i not going to read the massive battle of Chris. You, know, you know, just that kind of scenario. So we lie to ourselves, the man is split himself, that is the source of anxiety that we have and going to go on about Jesus in here uh, the other one of course is man from man that's the next separation so we've got God and man, man in himself man and man or man and woman you see that immediately Adam and Eve um, each other that's a so- sociological separation language separated after Abraham we get a Jew and a Gentile and Schaeffer says this is really good really quote, these separations are like titanic sonic booms in the sociological upheavals coming <coughs> down to and perhaps especially in our day, these separations sociologically And the finally, man from nature so four of them what were they? God and man, man himself, man and man, and man and nature, and nature and nature, life on earth, earth. that wasn't supposed to be happening. Why do we focus on these consequences? Because understanding that abnormality helps us cope with numerous pressures and anxieties. For we see that we're all subject to them, all of us, the whole human race. We can expect them, and the expected is easier to deal with than the unexpected. So you may feel anxious, I would expect it, to be frank. It's not a surprise that life is difficult. We don't always have to try to escape difficulty, it's inevitable. Now we're going to go to Jesus. In, which is yeah. And of course, we're substantially healed by Jesus, aren't we? And I'll use the word, and I'll let you have the the, quote, the, the reference from the books and things, but I'm sure you of these it. Does. But we're substantially healed. Not totally. I've been in churches where I'm told we're totally healed here and now. I don't follow a different mess New Testament theology. We're not totally healed. We're going to die, probably, in the Secret terms, you know. We're going to, we may not get totally better. Let's be realistic. Um, but you may substantially better. And you're substantially better in terms of anxiety. Aren't you? Yes, <laughs> we are. We're substantially um, transformed. And we're on the way to transformation. Good word, isn't it? Substantial. Now, as musicians, um, a significant role, haven't we, in bringing substantial healing into people's lives. Why? Because music is a powerful tool, isn't it? We all know this. It's very, very powerful. This is what James Macmillan said in this fantastic lecture which he sent me about called The Divine Spark. I think many of you have heard it with Joan Beckwell in 2009. She said at the end of it, uh, Jenny's act was absolutely magnificent. And I was sitting there in my kitchen and I was just going to listen to this guy. It's really good. He said this. What is music? Is it simply the notes on the page? If so, how can we equate those strange black static symbols with the vivid and sometimes convulsive emotions oh, that can happen here be my them, provoked when the resulting sound enters our ears, our brains our bodies and into our deepest secret selves that is what we're holding to see, because our acting is a musical one isn't it? Isn't that amazing? We've got a double and it's got an inner core for us, for for the tool of music. The Scottish Jesuit John McDade writes, music may be the closest human analogue to the mystery of the direct and effective communication of grace." grace. This suggests that music is a phenomenon Connected to the work of God in the way it touches something deep in our souls and releases a divine force. Yeah. I think you have these notes. Mm-hmm. So this is my final quote, and I'm going to do something together. Yeah, good time. Uh, this is McLean Mer- again. He said this on radio four. Very Music gives us a glimpse of something beyond the horizons of materialism or our contemporary values. What is music after all? You can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't eat it, but its palpable presence always makes itself felt. Not just in a physical way, but in ways that reach down into the crevices of the soul. Hmm start that, isn't it? So, that's the end of that. <laughs> uh, so what were I trying to say in that first part? got you know, Any ideas? Let's hear something. What do you think I was trying to communicate? Just throw out an answer. Let's be great. What was one of the main points? Come on. Let's hear it. And, uh, and what we're going to do now, is look at that 10 I am, because what I want you to do is put in words, I'll tell you what they are now. They're actually doing a people right now. But put in those, any words that you associate with bread. What does it make you think of? Yeah. Water. No, no, Bread. <laughs> I think of bread. Just put in something there. What do you think of? The? Think of food. Yeah. Nourishment. Energy. You know, think of things that triggers. Have you got them all, by the way, if you want to tell you what they are? <laughs> I'll let you see if you can do it. We've got ten minutes on this. Um, and then I want to sort of say one other thing. I want you to then ask a question. We're putting words in those circles, and then I want you to do past failures or disappointment He you. Do past failures or disappointment? In the year, down in those circles is vine. What's the vine a symbol for in Jewish uh, Israel? It's a symbol of Israel, the vine. Jesus says, "I am the true vine." Um, it means, and he uses the word abiding, and union, a union between God and His people. And of course it is a new union. Not the musicians' union, a new union. I will put in words that cling to. Fruit. not the fruit. Put fruit in there. And then what is the fruit? What fruit is it supposed to be? You and I. Pardon? You and I. You and I, yes. What fruit are we supposed to show? Good works. Good works. I think what does Jesus say in that passage? I'm sorry to hear about this, but it's quite interesting to think. What did he say? It's Abiding fruit, transfer of property. What fruit are we supposed to bear? Uh, love. Love. love! Yeah, who's got it? He says love is the fruit. <laughs> uh, uh, then, um, these other ones are listed very quickly because we've got to get going. Um, good Shepherd. Um, go to that one, would you mind? Is this thirty-four? I say I'm the good one. There were, there were lots of bad ones. Who were the bad ones? In speaking about his immediate context, okay. the religious leaders, the leaders of Israel, they were doing a bad job. And uh, so, so you could put world view in that one. Then, you know, where are the bad shepherds? I'm not allowed to say that because this is incorrect, but there are a shepherds out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all sorts of words. There. And then, um, the way that's written in the life, what's the context for the way the truth in the life? Rainseed would say that. Uh, in, yeah, in his ministry, Rainseed's head. He's about to die. And uh, um, who is it? He's talking about. Going away and coming back and taking them there. And he uses the word, I'm going to come and back and take you there. And that's a picture that's actually saying now.
1: <laughs> Not when you die. He's come back to take
0: it there and the journey started. So John's always going on about eternal life starting now. This is it? It happens to be a little very simple death. Uh, yeah, okay. i was write about the gate other than it was the, the, the shepherd laid down. He's using two you know, measures of speech, their gate and shepherd, isn't he? But the shepherd laid down, we all know this, don't we, from Sunday school. He lies down in front of the fold doesn't he, and <laughs> guards it till the morning. So it's about protection the gate. It's also about there's only one gate. Another politically incorrect statement. There's only one gate. So what I'm trying to do there is just spark your thinking because as we go into two thousand eleven, you're going to need all seven. We need to remind ourselves of all seven. Your protective, your physical needs, all those, you know what I mean? I'm sure we're supposed to meditate on that (laughs) and think, What do you mean by bread? Takes good. I will put in the middle of it water. It's right in the middle, because he almost says, I am the water of life. And I was just saying to Richard there uh, that if you look up Exodus 17, in the festival of the tabernacles, they went on and on about striking the rock and the miraculous supply of water. And Moses um, does it twice, doesn't it? The second time, he's He's done something very wrong. He's prevented from going into the promised land for it. My goodness me. What had he done wrong? Well, the point was it was a type. The striking the rock was going to be a type for the anti-type. The anti-type is Jesus. And so um, he shouldn't have struck it twice because Jesus has only struck once, you see. He's crucified once, not twice you know that ophthalmology in wherever it is, Romans or something and so so these sayings were deeply symbolic for the people of the day it triggered all sorts of associations for <coughs> them okay we're going to go on now something else so you don't have to stay in a holy huddle if you don't want to if you want to come out of the circle you've made you're very welcome to if you like to stay in a few this is part two we're going to have another bit to do together at the end of this. I'm going to try and be very practical now and thinking from a perspective of the freelance world, which has been my perspective, I haven't been in the in editor, the so I probably couldn't have got in any. But Anyway, I've not been in the big band with the big boys, I've been with the period instrument, Pondweed Boys and girls. And uh I've been on loads of tours and things like that, so my experience is, is that and I've put a lot of little kids on a group of little kids and all that sort of stuff, but I've not had a position in the church, I've not met anybody anywhere except my own children, and uh you know, uh, so I've not had any responsibility like that. And um, my experience, these things I'm bringing now are from what I've found useful in in a hotel, and uh, you know, or or I um, get back at one o'clock in the morning, having cycled home in the, in the dark, it uh, would be at one o'clock in the morning with my show on the back. So these are going to be some exhortations and suggestions if I can find them. Page three. Mm. First of all. I've learnt, and I'm sure you have, and I think this is great in this from somebody who's 50, like me, is that uh, the existential, existential, I like that word, because people use it as a kind of, it's something you experience, reality, is that the spirit lives with us and is in fact in us. And I'm increasingly, much to my surprise, I thought people got cynical. But that increasingly, that he is my every moment companion. He is. Even coming here. Maybe even he talking to you. i better start off and listen. <laughs> that he's my, he, you're facing choices all the time, off not you? Every single second. And he's our existential reality. He will nudge. No. That's so that. All the time, isn't he? Have you found that? Even now, as you look at me, I don't know what I'm thinking, but you know what I mean. It is and that becomes more and more of a strong sort of like Jesus said, "It's water." It's like this current, isn't it? It feel feel like that, even through disasters. So that's the first one of the things that I'd say is remember that as we go into the orchestras or unique little like right? You know, that's in the ancient not That the spirit is your companion, and he's come to make you home. You know, and we need to remind ourselves because I think we switch down. I do. I switch down. I think mean, now I do this, and I have all these pre-programmed patterns in my head, and, and of course, do all the time. Anyway, and so particularly from the use of words, and I, I've been a bit daft with words. Often in my twenty five years as a free In fact my forty-eight years of human. And Buddy said uh, um, I use very sour words, you know, sometimes. And they they produce that word going to And he will take your words and tell them you need to listen to the words he wants us to bring. But the one of the things I want to say, I've got to say on the John and switch. You can switch you've got a moment to heed him or not. It's very exciting. can he does something to you or says something. You have a moment, don't you, where you can switch. Um, and also when you do something wrong, you don't have to just collapse underneath it. You can switch immediately and put it, make it right. Now, there's um, a scripture, Romans 8. <coughs> John Irving married us, who was now called the And he said, Romans 8, verse 2, was the second most powerful thing that ever happened to him. The first being becoming a Christian, and the second was, the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And that's the point, is the point that the power of sin snap. I just got a little picture here. The Spirit steered a yacht through daily stormy seas. And I think the sway is going to increase, don't you? The sway is increasing significantly, I think, for many of us. I think we're actually facing uh, not being too, I thought Richard's letter was absolutely brilliant. I don't know whether he sits over there or something I don't, I don't you, you really try and read it, it's just what I would have said actually. If you hadn't read it. Yet. But, uh, <laughs> um, it's the most brilliant letter, and it's sort of got the balance of, look, this is what the art council are doing, um, and you may do as job. But, um, what are we going to do about that then you know, where's our confidence and where's our security that's why I've like given this to her nine hours, really. Mm-hmm. to say that's our security but uh, the, the spread is increasing I think for everybody not just us particularly those musicians because we were already uh, quite vulnerable didn't you feel vulnerable I've always felt very vulnerable as a musician mm-hmm. now now I'll say what mm-hmm. another thing I'll have a little ten seconds of silence Okay, this is one kind of the most powerful things we've got to do. And it's obvious. Let the word become your bone marrow. We've got to, you know. Let the word become your bone marrow. You're not too old. Um, and I've been trying to do that, and... Uh, I'm changing quite dramatically, apparently, so the voices. <laughs> uh, what we've got, so what I try to do is, um, first of all, um, memorize it. I'm not going to go on about it for a long time, because I know often people who are very gloomy when I say that, so they think, well, but we're musicians, you know. We can learn to teachers and teachers and stuff. a little bit of a in the Bible. Now you might think, oh, I can't do Well, you probably can. Maybe you do already. But I've found all sorts of ways of doing it, and it's become very exciting for me. In fact, all these verses just go round and round my head now, and it's become my mind. You know, it's beginning to change my mind. And I think that's what we've got to become. Now I use stories. This is just a This is maybe juvenile. But I use stories and hang psalms on stories now I'm just going to do very little thing. to look this is Captain Publishing my God. <laughs> but anyway this is Psalm 8 and I've got loads of these but I found adults actually loaded even even the kids like this even and get the words in your head just like when you play a fast suite or something you memorize it it becomes your own we've got to you know we've got to okay, anyway this is silly it says, O oh Lord, our Lord, to King of Dance. you are sovereign. And i found this as pirates, you see, O oh Lord, you're sovereign. And then how majestic, and there's Captain Puggles, with a crown on him, how is. And what he's going to take us through, I won't do all of it, is you go through a, a, a storyline, like a film, and you could do that on anything, but for example, you could say, Oh Lord, our Lord, you could hang on those two doors as you walk in, two circles, Oh Lord, our Lord, and hang those two O's on there. And then you could make this day, Psalm 8. That's the way to do it. It's very easy for us, because we're all really like that. We're wired right up to the starts on any there. that's no pain, instead. You know what I mean? We think like that, don't we? Very simple. You then hang on. I met Joe this morning. I put Joe in my song, And, oh uh, Lord, you are sovereign. She gives me a suffering. It's really fun, isn't it? And you paint these imaginative stories. And uh, I've, I've done that in all sorts of things. So, when we did that conference last year, two years ago, at uh, uh I put the whole of um, the, the, the Hebrews chapter on faith on that. Richard was in it, Colin was in it, sitting praying with you, and then I put John Kane in it, you know, and it was just brilliant. And I've still got most of it there in my mind, and I can remember what happened at that stage, so you could put today into a song. And I'll just say that, because there are hundreds of ways of doing it, but I would really exhort you to memorize it, because it will become your own marrow, and we've got to have it as our bone marrow, because we face some interesting situations. If you're dealing with people in the media, for example, who really know their stuff and you don't know them, we're going to look at it see. <laughs> so, let the word become your bone marrow. I find a place to do that. Now, I'm going to go into prayer now. Hold up. I'm also doing a YWAM SDS course. Anybody can do that. You can do that in your hotel, uh, in, or in the practice room when week doesn't come you know what I mean, that you can do it online, is the YRAM, E S E S. I think it's the most powerful Bible thing I've ever done because it, it looks at what's in the text and from that you draw your interpretation mm-hmm. from those observations, well how many times do you, you use the word believe? you use the word believe a lot, so believe is one of the main points, uh, you know what I mean and it goes out like that. Um, I would really recommend that. It's the Y1 E-S-E-S. It's very cheap as well. It's personal tutor. I've got a name called Paula in um, That black Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she marks all my stuff. I pay £15 for that module. And I'd really recommend doing that as a freelancer. Or whenever, really. Because sometimes we do a lot of traveling, don't we? And memorizing stuff, you could learn a whole song by the time you've got some feet to bath. You can do it. It's great if you're a teacher, stage, teaching a child. You've got time when you get there, maybe you're in the car. But when you're sitting there and so there's a gap also. Use it, fill it up with memorizing it because it's kind of like you've got this jewel at the end of the day. It's really exciting, it's like the complete work source. You know what I mean? and it's inside your brain there is a computer of oh, the brain and uh, now to um, I go making it, to a church every morning at 6am I am a hero and, uh, and I pray there and I practice I've done it for 10 years now because Rebecca's very, very kind to me and she stays at home and cooks the porridge. and I come back at 9 o'clock every single morning when I'm at home and I've done that. And it's a place where I know there's nothing I can read other than that. And it's a place where I can be really out. And I find somewhere. I don't know what the Greek word is, it's or something. It is. Cool. It's a place where you go, where you know. There's uh, you may not find that easy. It's not easy, is it? You probably go terrible <coughs> in the morning. Anyway. But go there and be very loud. You can be loud there. Now, also, I want to say, you can get angry there. And I think we should get quite angry. Don't you start to feel angry about things? I think we should. We should be angry. You should be angry that certain things are happening. But, of course, it's an anger. Be angry, but do not sin in Ephesians, isn't it? Because I've been angry. When well, no, I was about 18, I once went through a, um, an undergrad school with crossed the ticket barriers that I can't believe it's something actually. another bloke wants to go to as well and uh, so I put my chair down, and we had a big punch up <laughs> at the ticket barrier a good punch up and then we both just picked up our stuff and went on <laughs> uh, and that was typical for me uh, but we should be angry at the right things I would really mention they're getting angry and actually pray if do it and you will make these kind of And then you might start to say, I will do this um, project. Because I've had enough of hearing all that. I once said mildly aggressive. Be mildly aggressive. Come on. Yes. So that's, you know, and he also releases compassion. So you see other people out there, as survivors, Justin uses an analogy that this is the human race are survivors from a golden ship that went down a years ago. And they're no longer competitors, they're survivors. And you have got this pattern. And as uh, musicians have got this pattern, and we can have he'll give us great compassion for people. So when they're moved you and a fix of double books you know, or sort of books and other care, and you have to go out and say, Sorry, I'm not booking you any, you know, and you say, what's your response? For? Well, know, your response is, um, yeah. Thanks. I like you know, cramps. Ah, forgive you. Isn't it? I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Last couple of things now. Uh, getting a heavenly perspective. So, what I've said so far, can I remember, can you remember, is, Learn afresh, Mr. Yes, Learn afresh, that the spirit lives in you doesn't answer me. Yes, he does. And then let the word become your bone marrow. This is the age know. Let the word become your bone marrow again if you're as old as me. You think, oh, well, you're all that sort of thing, but do it again. Or do it for the first time. If you're young, and if you're about twenty five, I would say do something about the lion and get a fantastic foundation now, not when you're fifty. Getting a bit on. Do it really when you're young, I would do it. And then prayer. Don't pray and let it make you a bit angry. Ask you to. It's very exciting, isn't it? And then uh we get a heavenly perspective, this is number three. If you're 20 years old, you've got 22,000 days left before you're 80, and that's probably it. If you're 30, you've got 18,000 days left. It just you that one. If you're 40, you've got 14,600. If you're 50, you've got 10,000 days left. That's what Psalm 90 says: 70 to 80 years, 180. That's how long. So I just remind you, I'm 50, I've got 10,000 days left. There's an urgency in there. He says, to, to count them, what does it say in Psalm 90? Teach me to number my days, not just number them. 10,950. Tomorrow, ten thousand nine hundred forty nine. It's a very useful exercise. Put your own age. In, put it on the computer and one of those exchange things, how many dollars you get to the thing. Uh, so why did he say why did he say that why do we have to um, number our days what does it do to you and you think I've got 10,000 minutes it's a bit like that camera they use on life on earth have you seen it the one who used the Hollywood films and adverts <coughs> and they used it for the first time on wildlife. And then you have to make a point. You saw these incredible pictures of a, of a fairy dog. From a kilometre high, is says you can see it in the context of its landscape for the first time ever. And that's what numbering your days does. And that's why he wants us to give a death gift. We need to a heavenly perspective so that we can see the landscape we're in and we're not consumed by the landscape or overwhelmed at the landscape in the UK. We need an aerial perspective. It's very easy to settle for personal peace and prosperity. But we're called to take up the baton, take up the story, part it on, live it and speak it that task is unique, on am leaving this. That, that task is unique to you, both as a person and as a classical musician. That telling might involve music, it might not. I okay, we'll do it just as we are. How are we doing? Do you need to stop soon, Richard? Have I got another 10 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, right, we'll do something together again in a minute. Just have another 10 seconds off. Everybody he wants an idea of a prayer thing there that just gives you columns and that's how I tend to do it and I brag on a month sort of thing sometimes now I put in the third column I've got Monday, excuse so you maybe you've done this but I've found a lot of people or haven't so it took me ages to get slightly organised in prayer it says close family going I've got seven children, seven days a week that's convenient isn't it uh, extended family, I call a Becca's family then, friends kings in that one then, saints Um, they're in that one as well no, that one there would be in (laughs) that (laughs) one no, but the saints, you know, you think of, you know what I'm saying and i found that quite helpful, it's not to produce some boring old list if you want one of those there at the end Okay, we've got I've got three points to go okay I hope you're alright now this is the next one take personal responsibility that's point number four take personal responsibility a bit like Narnia with the French horn he had a kiss didn't he who gets the horn? I know Peter does but who gets it in Narnia? Pardon? Lucy. Lucy? I can't remember who it is. Yeah. Susan gets the horn, does she? Yeah. Susan did. But anyway, so you get the horn, right? That's her gift. Take hey, responsibility. You've got gifts from a giver. Um, I found it quite useful to draw a circle and think, what's your field of influence? What fields of influence do you have where you can be proactive? And take initiative, And here's some other. So you think the orchestra is politically revolting? Well, your response is to be salt and night. So you think the church is unattractive any irrelevant. Do you think that? I do. Sometimes. What's your role? What's our role? No matter whether you've been bashed up in any of, ah, of the past, I know table experiences be within the churches or so, you're is to take personal responsibility for the outer expression of the kingdom of God where you are. That could mean many, many things. It? I don't know. Each of us got our own things there in the church. So you find the head of music in composition. All, yeah. your role is to fill the gap and build her king up be confident that your worldview will be expressed through what you do be confident it will be said that because't yeah. that says your worldview will will flow trying find through what you do. It will, to do something, unless you're really tired and you've been doing so much. There are some people, here even, who have done so much that they need a break. But for many of us, neither, that's not the case. I'm actually on the... can't, you know, can't stop. I've done to me, but, And, and gives a good picture here. There's, Rembrandt Rembrandt up, paint a picture of Jesus being lifted off the cross or well, being found after with the burial cloths, and uh, he says Rembrandt was a true Christian and Rembrandt shows his worldview by whose face does he paint on Nicodemus his own Rembrandt puts a self-portrait on Nicodemus' face or Joseph of Arimathea whichever one it was do not know isn't that amazing? That's done, of course, he left a Christian. But the collective evidence is that then was. was. We're called, and this is taking personal responsibility, we're called to be slaves. The Greek word is slaves. So you've got to push the boundary. You've got to go the extra mile. And I just want to give a little example here from Jesus' the Last Supper. you know, we all do, that he takes the most menial task, not even a Jewish slave, washes people's feet. And the death of it is even more extraordinary than he washes Jewish's feet. That's amazing isn't it? Think about that. It's like washing the Gestapo officers is about to hold you one to a train. And then it's even more profound, because in Passover meal, it's pretty clear we can work out the seating arrangement. If you think of it, it's like doing that. Think of it as I that. You it at an arch, like that, and the table in the middle. And we know Jesus is there, and we know that John is there. Okay, Jesus John, this side, I say, of this arch, can you imagine it? Jesus and John, and then Peter's over the other side. We know that because um, because he leans on Jesus. John is leaning on Jesus. Peter leans across and says, Who is it who's going to betray you? And Jesus says, It's the one I'm going to give the top to. Which in the past is have been saying different things, you know, the greatest thing in the wine world and stuff. And um, so Where's Judas sitting? John, Jesus, he's over here. Judas is there. So it goes, John, Jesus, Judas. What is the the significance of him sitting there? The significance is that that's the position of highest honour next to the rabbi. Doesn't that shock you? God! It is him the bread. it's the position of the high song he gives it to Judas and then he says something really quite cringy, you know because he says, then Jesus then commands you to go and do the same thing is i done, this as an example it's not just the washing of the feet it's the fact that he went to his enemy and did that, so you may find the second violinist it's a bit difficult to own <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So our role, wherever we placed as musicians to follow that example too difficult of course it is, Josephine said this the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting it has been found difficult and left untried So the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting it's been found difficult and let them try. It's ridiculously difficult, isn't it? How can you do that in Central Europe? We're nearly at the end. Isn't that good? Uh, so, so here we are. How many points have I done? Four, five. Be determined to look like him. Be determined to look like him, whatever role you play as a musician. The Sermon on the Mount, in effect, describes the character of God. You know it well, don't you? Jesus then technically said, Now you go and be like him. It's really interesting what was the point of the nation of Israel? What was the point? What was it supposed to be, Israel, amongst all those nations? What was its function? covenant blessing to the other nations, that's right. And the way I've described it is they were supposed to look like God, you know. That was where God was, that would look like him. And uh, that was the purpose of the law, wasn't it? To look like God, to reflect him. And it says, doesn't it, you We know, it's on, we are chosen people, and all priests to a holy nation belonging to God. We do the same in the profession, we're supposed to look like him. How can that be? My face to look like him. That's really disturbing. Let find that disturbing. So when you've got your, your so I teach 20 pupils, right, I've got to take the responsibility to be fragrant. So do you know what I do? I literally do this. I put on my best clothes now. I do it at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. If you throw me up, I'll be getting busy. I wash my face, and I shave, and uh, I make sure I my teeth. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, Bryony is coming into this house. I do, I'm beginning to think like that. I've got contact with 20 families, that's 80 people once a week, because you've 24 in a family on average. That's 80 people. And um, I'm also trying to encourage those children. We, I've started to get them to do dinner parties, uh, where they're using their musical gifts. You know, you've got little... Um, Nancy and Ella, they take you up together, and I said, them, put on a dinner party for your parents, and you do the music in the middle. So they begin to use it, because they don't need to have to serve, because I'm going to train them, they don't realise it when they become a Christian, they realise it Of course, we were doing that all <coughs> So what I mean, to think of things like that, how do you train them to do that sort of thing? You've got to smell good. As a Christian take personal responsibility to look like God it sounds crazy because you'll see me if I walk away from here you know, I tell you, I have a youth club. i Richard this on an email I do a youth club, and we have got 50 kids 50 children from the estate come on to this youth club <laughs> once a week on a Thursday and uh, this is and, uh, this is an example of failure yeah and um, uh, this boy really, really rude. Really. In fact, we we have volunteered dropping that fly. We've got five of us there Because they're so rude, kids, that you think, uh, I can't tolerate this behaviour. And of course, it really blows my stack. And uh, uh, I was about to do this magnificent talk. And um, this little boy, he's on the mobile phone, doing all this stuff. And I just sit at it. And I, Put him up and dragged him over to the other side, and then he's to the of starts to muck around, and I, so I picked him up as well, and he says, "Airports to me," and I almost said, "Say him," <laughs> I said, I think i and I look what I'm trying to say is that, but do you know what? At the end of it, he said to me, "I said, oh. and he said, "Can I help you with the table tennis table?" And uh, it was a real lesson for me that actually he came to me quicker than I thought he would. So what am I staying up for? I can't think. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> <I think. laughs> it's been 50. 50, it 50. Or well, whatever it was. Now the last point is this. It's refused to be choked. Mark 4. Come on, let's refuse. Refuse to be choked by what? Cot, door, and dot. Refuse to be choked by cot, door, and dot. They stand on things. Cot. Cares of this world. Cot. Door. Deceitfulness of what? I'm sorry to say that posterity is something we've never really tried out on a human being. We're trying it out, and it's producing the most extraordinarily difficult results. Posterity is tough. And then dots, desire, dots, desire. desire for other things. So what are they? Dots, dot, dot, and dots. That's the way I remember them. Cost is Actually, I forgot care for this world, and then Dora's <laughs> deceitfulness of riches, and then Doctor's desire for other things. And that's tough. Now I'm going to say something here. Get yourself into an accountable relationship, so that desire for other things does not choke you. Now I have a friend, there Nick, and I'm accountable to him. I'm on a thing called Covenant Eyes. So if I think I'd like to look at a pretty girl on the computer. Nick knows I And recently we had a, a, po- a Polish um, couple living in our house and I said to there not to look at anything pornographic on my computer. And, uh, and Nick was getting all this flood of stuff. And he emailed me to say, Chris, what's going on? And uh, and I was able to say, it's not me. It's my daughter and I have to take the computer away. But what it means is that anything that I look at, doesn't matter what it is, you need to report. And if you're a man like me, then I would suggest you do something like that. Because we live in an age which is just saturated. And you're in a very dangerous position. The Bible is not meek and mild about it. He says, cut your hand off, Your eye out. Oh dear. In other words, he's saying the consequences can be absolutely catastrophic. They can. And I've felt that a bit myself, particularly on tours, where the hotel TV is an incredible danger, I think. And I just say, as a musician who may be freelancing touring, I would urge you, if you're a bloke, particularly, uh, do something about it, because you need to have. A human being who will phone you up and say, Are you all right? Because you want to be alright, don't you? Mm -hmm. And I've got a lovely, gorgeous wife with seven (laughs) keys. John Kenny led me a brilliant book by is it? The Franciscan, please, about simplicity. And uh, we started to empty our house. It's really fun actually. You know, I said, oh, I like that. I said, do you want it? <laughs> and I've given away loads stuff, so i will come over. <laughs> it's really exciting to cut out all of the things which can be a desire for other things. They take a lot of time, don't they? All those things, but well, we haven't got it. Ten thousand nine hundred and forty-nine days tomorrow, so I'm eighty. You don't have the time. We think we can hold all these things together. We can't, you know. You can't do it. We think we can, in the West, but we can't. I think I'm nearly at the end. We're going to do something in a minute together. To finish. Yeah, we need to. Uh, last thing is, don't go alone. Don't come out of the church. Go back into a church. If you're a, a player, a musician, go and get into a church. Even if you can't stand the church. I'm in a salvation army. That's what you're it's absolutely brilliant. I never thought of the information on you. I became an adherent last week. It was complete. You know, I will have a uniform soon. I'll go back to that house, church. and I'll start the you. I'm not going to do that. But I think it's tremendous. So I'm really loving it. Get back into it, church if you're a bit faster. Get back into one. You need the relationship. They actually need you. We've got to. I think they're nearly there. Yes, I thought of fine. At the end of Toy Story Three, as they're approaching the apocalypse of the metal heat (coughs) film. What do they do? They hold hands hands and they say, Well here we go. (laughs) Let's go through it together. So think of the end of this talk Toy Story Three of doing that with people, with Christians. We've got to. Now what we're going to do now is finish there and just spend ten minutes together, in, in your group, discussing, I don't, I'm not going to give you a question really, um, i what struck you, I hope something did, during what i said. If anything strikes you, perhaps just discuss it. If we do that immediately, some of it might stay with us, because we all tend to rise and it? it disappears and evaporates. So, if you want to just do that, you can change the groups if you want, keep and and say, I don't like your group, I'd like to do a buddy of do it with way, like, we'll go over there. Okay, so if you'd like to do that, and then Richard will ring the dinner bell and just go so you get your own dinner.